missed maybe the first two messages of this, go on the website. You can go on the website, lwf.com. You can get the messages. You can listen to them. You can download them to your iPod or iTunes or some of the iThings that are out there for you to be able to do that. And, um, and there's also, we've been talking on Wednesday nights about vision, say vision. Because the Bible says that my people perish without a vision. And one of the things that, that I've been spending time with the Lord, I mean, God, what's going on is, is it seems like our young children, our, the next generation, really don't have a vision for where they're going. Some of them are living day by day. They're just taking it, oh, whatever, just kind of cruising through life. And that's not really what God wants us to do is just to cruise through life. There is a plan. There is a purpose. There is a vision. There is a destiny on the inside of you. Let me say that again. Listen to me now. There is a plan. There is a purpose. There is a destiny. And there is a vision on the inside of you. And, and Eunice, your vision and plan and purpose is different than Augustine's. There may be things that it, that it coincides with because you're married and God has placed within your heart certain things, but there is only certain things that you can fulfill. Can I get an amen? So as we begin to look at some things, I really want you to understand that you can download those also. Get a hold of those because we're really looking at the vision, not only your individual personal vision, but how it fits in the corporate vision. So I'm just kind of like a racehorse ready to go. And I'm like, okay, let me just be really, really calm and cool. If you, if you haven't got received a handout that we're going to pass out today, just lift your hand, let the ushers know that you need one. The ushers doing a great job. I appreciate you guys for getting that out. I want to just kind of review some things. Last week, we talked about how to receive the blessings of the Lord. This is a three-part, third part of a series that you may have to go back. Those of you that may be lost during this time when we give it today, they go back and get the first and second part, and this will fit right into that, okay? It'll be kind of like a hand in a glove. It'll fit right in there. How many of you are thankful for warmer uh, or heat, I should say? Amen. Let's praise the Lord for some heat. Amen. I'll tell you, it has been some cold times. I don't know about you, but man, it's been like our house. It's just like doesn't seem to get real warm. You know, I have to stand in front of the fireplace and, and uh, it's, it's great snuggling weather though, isn't it, honey? Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. Turn to your other neighbor and say, get ready. Some people are going TMI, too much information. We don't need to know about that sort of stuff. But I want to talk about, you know, even, even through the music today, God wants to bless you greater than you want to be blessed. Hello? God wants to bless you even greater than you want to be blessed. And it's not about us seeking the blessings of God, but it's about us seeking God. And guess what? The blessings are a byproduct of us seeking God. In other words, an apple seed produces a tree that the byproduct of that tree is actually apples, okay? Also, another byproduct would be applesauce, would be apple cherry, or apple cake, would be apple pie. Are you with me? Those are byproducts of what that tree produces. So when we seek God, uh, you know, we don't seek Him for what we can get from Him. We seek Him for who He is. 
And because we seek him for who he is, there is a, a blessing factor that begins to come that you'll begin to receive because you're seeking God for who he is. I mean, just, just out of the natural, when you seek God for who he is, there are certain things that God will do. I know that people that come to Christ very quickly, when they first come to Christ, it's like their faith is being built. I've watched people that have just been walking with the Lord for a week, two weeks, a month, or two months, and they're like, I said this, and boom, and it happened. And then they did this, and boom, it happened. And I'm like, man, you know, but what God does is he builds their faith. So those of us that have been in the Lord 20-some years, we got to we got to kind of go, okay, God, where is it at? You know what I mean? I remember back when 20 years ago when I gave my life to Christ and you were moving in my life that I asked and I received like this much. And now it's all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we got to war for it. We got to fight through it. Not all things, but sometimes it happens that way. You want to know why? Because God's developing some things in you. Are you going to let God develop some things in you today? Are you going to allow God to develop some things in you? Let's take a look at this. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today, and I place before you life and death, blessings and curses. And the Bible says, choose life so that you and your children will live. How do I receive the blessings of God? Anybody want to know? How do you receive the blessings of God? You have to make a choice to receive those blessings. Now, I know last week um, Paula came up and prophesied about being able to receive from God, that this is a year that we're going to be able to receive from God. I don't know why God does certain things in certain people's lives, but I don't have to worry about that. I just say, God, how do I receive the blessings that you have for me? And it's a choice. Say choice. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got a choice. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, you got a choice. You got a choice today of whether you're going to receive this word and let it change you, shape you, and mold you into the image of God, or you can go out of here and say, you know what? I'm not going to receive it. And you will get exactly what you choose not to receive. Amen? Or you will get exactly what you choose to receive. I don't know. But as for me and my house, I choose to serve the Lord. Amen? So, you know, and I want those things that come from that. So we have a choice. You have the power to choose. Say, I've got the power. Come on, say it like you mean it. I got the power. I mean, you got the power to be able to choose what you want to do. You know, it's amazing. Life is a, is a bunch of choices. We can choose to do this. We can choose to do there. You can choose to go out after church today and spend money. If you don't have it, you can spend what you don't have. Come on and go to a restaurant. You can go home and make a choice of, of fixing something for yourself. Peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are pretty good. Yeah, man, come on. Hello? You know, when you don't have the money to do some things, you choose to get out of debt. You choose not to spend the money in that area. You choose not to go in that direction. You make a choice. God wants you to make a choice that's going to be bringing the blessings of God in your life. How many of you want a blessing from God in your life? I mean, I think everybody, uh, who would not? You know, who would not? Who would not want a blessing from God in their life? Unless it meant, well, you know, I don't want to give up something that I may have to give up. So let me review real quick. I want to just kind of go over what are the choices that we can make that bring blessings in our life? What are those choices? So I want to review. Number one was blessings come by faith. You can write that in there. It comes by faith. Say faith. We got to have faith to please God. See, when things get difficult, when things get almost unbearable at times, 
When you go through situations and circumstances in your life that it doesn't look like you're going to end up winning or it doesn't look like it's going to turn out good for you, there has got to be faith there to say, you know what, I am going to choose to have faith in God no matter what's going on in my life. Say faith. So if we're going to be able to have choices that brings blessings, we're going to be able to have to operate by faith. Number two, the second thing is that we know that blessings come to those who tithe. Tithe. I know that's a real difficult word for some people, but it's something that I was able to get a hold of some 24 years ago, and I think I did that before I did anything else. I still cussed, fight, fuss, and, 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 and didn't do some good things, but one of the things I got a hold of was tithing and giving into the, into the stream that God had me to give into, and I'm telling you, there were blessings and continue to be blessings from that. The third thing is that blessings come from generosity. When you are generous... There are blessings that come from being generous. There is favor that can be released upon your life from generosity. Another thing is that blessings come from perseverance. Say perseverance. perseverance. Those of you that are writing it down, if, you, if you, you get lost, look at the screen up there. We've got the words up there and got them underlined for you. Just trying to make it really simple because I got to have some simple things. All right? So we got not, blessings come through generosity. The next one is blessings come through perseverance. Say perseverance perseverance listen there are times where you have to battle for things there are times in order for things in your life or even to drop off of your life you have to battle for those things i wish brothers and sisters my beloved i wish i could tell you that when you come to christ everything just gets hunky-dory everything is just beautiful everything's just wonderful oh it's just a blessing everything is so great but it's not. There are times where you have to have perseverance. There are times where you've got, a, you've got an enemy that doesn't want you to prosper. You've got an enemy that doesn't want you to have joy. You've got an enemy that doesn't want you to have peace. Come on, somebody. You've got an enemy that doesn't like you just because of who you are and who you're connected to. He doesn't like you. You can, you can pretend that he does, but he doesn't like you. There is the kingdom of light against the kingdom of dark. You're in the kingdom of light. He's in the kingdom of dark. And there are times where you've got a person persevere through issues and circumstances in your life so when you do that guess what happens the breakthrough will come and the blessings of god will come so not only do we have to have the blessings by faith not only do we we get blessed from god when we tithe not only do we have blessings through generosity perseverance but this one's a difficult one we receive blessings or blessings can come by the power of our words the power of our words now, this is really, really tough. Because if we're going to choose life, there has to be life in your speech. Say, I can. I can. Say, I can, I can. Do, all do all things through Christ, through Christ. who strengthens me. Now, some of you are thinking, well, I don't really care to be the president of the United States, and I don't really want to learn how to be brain surgery, so I really can't do that. You probably could if you got the vision inside you and said, this is what I need to do, and it lines up with the plan and the purpose that God has. But I want you to know you can succeed. I want you to know that you can break through no matter where you came from, no matter what side of the tracks, no matter what country you're from or live in, you can break out of those things generationally that hold you back. Now, y'all probably don't know this, but I used to be a redhead. And what do they say about redheads? 
They're red because they got anger, right? I mean, anger, anger. Boy, you get mad fast, you know. And I was like, I heard that the whole time I was I was growing up. Well, I can overcome a spirit of anger. Amen. Oh no, you didn't hear me. Because I was that red-headed kid. I'd just soon fight you and brawl with you in just a minute at a drop of a hat and then forget about what we were fighting and brawling about. Are you with me? And I could get angry very quickly. It worked out real good when I wrestled, but it doesn't work real good for the natural life sometimes. Come on, somebody. So we have to understand that I can, I can, no matter what color hair I got and what speak people spoke over me, that I can succeed no matter where I come from as long as I'm connected to God. Can I get an Amen. Oh, come on, can I get an amen? So you have to understand that there's powers of your words. When you look at something and say, I just can't figure it out, 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 then guess what? You're probably not going to figure it out. Did you hear about, let me give you this example. College professor took and he put on the blackboard and he, and he wrote out uh, f- uh, three equations that Einstein could not solve. And he put those three equations down, and and as a break on the the Christmas holiday, he sent the kids home. He said, I want you to write down these three equations. I want you to figure them out. But he didn't tell them that Einstein couldn't solve them. He said, I want you to go home. I want you to work on these, and I want you to solve these equations. I mean, those students went back, and they began to do all sorts of research. They worked on it. They worked on it, worked on it. He he got back after the Christmas holiday, and they came back, and he said, okay, here's these three equations. He says, "Uh, do I have anybody in here that has solved number one? Nobody raised their hand. I have anybody in here that solved equation number two? Nobody raised his hand. He said, do I have anybody in here that solved equation number three? This one young man raised his hand. And the professor was astounded. Come on now. He was like, okay, would you please bring your work up here? And sure enough, he brought his work up. And they looked at it and looked at it and looked at it. And he solved an equation that Einstein couldn't solve. Hello? See, so if somebody tells you you can't, and you know that you've got the tools and the ability and the drive and the desire that you can, you've got to speak that into existence. Say, I can. can. See, there are times where somebody might say, you know what, you're not good enough or you don't have the right education or you didn't come from the right background or you don't have the right pigmentation of color of your skin. There's no way you're going to be able to do this. There's no way. The enemy will tell you there's no way you can get out of debt. The enemy will tell you there's no way you can break out of that cycle of poverty. The enemy will tell you all those different things and you got to begin to say, you know what, I can do it and it's by the power of your words that says I can. Say I can. I can. I can be a con- I am a conqueror. The Bible says I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer. There's times where you got to look in the mirror and you got to say, I don't care what Aunt Martha said about me. I am going to rise up and do what God's called me to do. I am going to break out of this area and I am going to, you know, whether it's graduating from college. Hello? There's some that have said, well, you know, we just, nobody's graduated from college in our whole family. There's no way you're going to graduate from college. I mean, you're, you're, just, you're just blowing in the wind. You know, that's a desire that you want to get. That's something that you are called to do. Then you can do it. You can do it no matter what. It's going to take perseverance. 
in order to do it, amen? But it's going to take the power of your words. So you've got to look at a situation, and when the situation looks black and bleak and dark, and it doesn't look like you can win, you can be like some football teams that might at halftime be down by 10, 12, 14 points and come out and say, we can win this game. We can take control of this thing, and you can come out and make a difference in the world. Come on, somebody. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. He is worthy of your, your praise this morning. So, you, so if we're going to receive the blessings of, of God, then we've got, there's power in our words. The power of life and death is in the tongue. You create what you speak. God created things. He spoke words and he spoke things into existence. You can speak things into existence. Oh, come on, somebody. Are you hearing me today? You can get up in the morning and say, oh, it's Sunday. I don't feel too good. I got a headache. I don't feel that good. Uh, you know, my stomach's upset. I think I'll just lay around in bed. I don't feel too good. And then somebody can come up to you and go, hey, you don't look too good. Are you all right? No, I don't feel too good today. And then somebody else can say, are you okay? Are you all right, brother? You don't look too good. You look a little peak. It. Well, I'm feeling really bad, and by the afternoon, you could be in the emergency room. Hello? But I'm here to tell you that you can say, you know what, I may not feel too good, but by His stripes, I am healed. I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm going to get a word from God today. I'm going to come, and I'm going to receive something from God today. And all of a sudden, you begin to feel better. And then at lunchtime, somebody says, are you doing all right? You say, you know what, I was a little struggling this morning, but I'm feeling better right now. And I'm going to get better this afternoon. And things are going to get better for me today. And tomorrow, I'm going to have wisdom and revelation of the situation that I need because I feel good in the things of God today. Hallelujah. See what I mean? You talk yourself into sickness. You talk yourself into debt. You talk yourself into pain. Why don't you talk yourself out of sickness? Why don't you talk yourself out of debt? Why don't you talk yourself out of pain? No matter how you feel, you say, body, line up in the name of Jesus because I am a child of the Most High God. Are you hearing me this morning? Church, I'm here to tell you, you got power in your words this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's power in my words. Say, so you better watch out. <laughs> okay, I, I better get back on my message here. Blessings come from faithful stewardship. Being a faithful steward. Being a faithful steward. Blessings come from that. And I want you to know that, uh, that, that we gave you five different things that being a faithful steward of money, what they do. That they, that they give it, they spend it, they invest it, they lend it, and they save it. So I, I thought maybe I had my deal from, I must have forgot my book. Check something. Many of you, I read, uh, I read the information on um, Dave Ramsey's money makeover. And he talked about the mindset of Christians who believe that money is evil. And if you possess money, it's evil. Well, pastor, the Bible says money is evil. No, no, I'm, I'm telling you to go back and reread that scripture. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Are you with me? So if we have a mindset that money is evil, then all we do is we give money over to those that are not going to do the things of God with it. Amen. You have a responsibility for wealth. You have a responsibility to take your money and to do something good with it. Listen to me. Because if you don't, if I don't pursue what God's taught me to pursue business-wise and things of that nature, and I'm going to do what God wants me to do with it, don't you think God doesn't want to put it in my hand? He's going to want to put it in my hand. If I don't do that, then I give it over to the pornographer, and do you think there's going to be some good things of God coming out of that? 
Hello? See what I mean? So, you know, if, if you're going to be a good steward, you're going to have to look at your belief system on money. I mean, you know, well, we're poor, broke, busted, and disgusted. That's just the way it is. It's a family tradition. You know, you can get old Hank Williams Jr. and you can start singing the song and you walk around while you're broke, busted, and disgusted because it's a family tradition. Are you with me? Or you can say, wait a minute, don't you belong to the family of God? There were some very, very wealthy people in this Bible. You better read it. We don't want to look at it, but there were some very wealthy people in this Bible. Because you know what? The enemy doesn't want you to have money. He doesn't want you to have wealth. You know why? Because you'll do something to advance the kingdom of God with it. So there is a fight to keep that against you, away from you. I'm sorry, to keep it away from you, not allow you to have it. So we've got to be a good, faithful steward. Okay, number seven. Anybody ready for number seven? Let's take a look at some things today. What are the choices that bring blessing? If it's faith, if it's tithing, it's generosity, if it's perseverance, if it's words and stewardship, blessings come from maturity. Say maturity. It comes from maturity. You mean I can get to the point where I am mature in the things of God? Yeah, uh, my wife will tell you I'm not very, sometimes I act like a kid. Now, can you believe that? Could you believe that I would act like a kid? You know, I guess I don't want you to be around me sometime when I'm watching, you know, a special sports team play and they, they get to win. I, I don't know about some of y'all, but I don't know about this Facebook stuff. Those of you that are on it are laughing. Because the other night I was at home by myself. Well, my son with me, Joel, and we were watching Minnesota, and they were getting beat, and, and, and then they started winning, and, and the, you know, the house, the roof, I was going to raise the roof, you know, the house, and, and all of a sudden, I hear somebody say, well, I, I heard you were getting a little wild the other night, and I was like, I read it on Facebook. I was like, my she- Shelly's in there on the computer going, there. Eric's getting kind of wild, he's getting kind of rowdy in the living room, right? We were pulling for the team. I was like, you know what? You know why? I looked at my son. I'm going to tell you, this is a true thing. Minnesota lost the game. Some of you may not know. They lost it in overtime. But I told my son, and they were behind by 13, 17, 20-some points. I said, you got to believe, boy. you got to believe. you got to believe. And I went over and shook him. I said, you got to believe. Do you believe, brother? Do you believe? And he's like, mm, yeah. I said, you got to believe. And I mean, they scored. And he was like, woohoo! Yeah, baby! And I was like, are you believing yet over there? Huh? Are you over there believing yet? See, I mean, it's a belief system. We had a good time. I enjoyed it. They lost. But sometimes, you know, a loss can prepare you to victory. Uh, come on, you didn't hear me. I said, sometimes a, a loss can prepare you to victory. You can't win them all. Nobody said, well, Jesus probably won them all. If he was football player he'd be totally awesome wouldn't he huh think about that he'd be three defenders and he'd part them and then there would be the ball right in there Touchdown! they'd be saying get that jesus up and he's not don't let him quarterback no more amen so what you have to understand is there's something that happens blessings come from god when there becomes maturity and i'm ta- not talking about you can't enjoy life you can enjoy life But when you're mature in the things of god then what happens when there's enemy comes against you it doesn't shake you Oh, come on, somebody. An oak tree in the midst of a storm, a hurricane. I mean, that oak tree may sway, but its roots are just digging in. And it's not moving. Are you with me? The top may sway a little bit, you know, and, and it'll withstand the storm. And then after the storm's done, the leaves will kind of curl up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, a few days later, open back up. Are you with me? 
because there's maturity in that. So blessings can come from maturity. And I know you guys are biblical people, so let's look at some scriptures. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. We'll just read them. You guys just, just, uh, just enjoy it. A righteous man who walks in his integrity. How blessed are his sons after him. A righteous man who walks in what? Integrity. There's got to be integrity and honesty. I mean, you think about the things of God. I don't want to be a man of God known as a man of God who kind of cheats, steals, and does those other things. Are you with me? So there's got to be integrity. Say integrity. See, and this will come with, with maturity. Do, do you know that wealth will even ruin your lives or wealth will become a great tool for you to use? I believe that when the body of Christ begins to experience the wealth of the wicked being laid up for the righteous and just, I believe that we have got to be people of integrity so then when the wealth comes, we'll use it for God's purposes and not our own. Somebody say amen or somebody say oh my. I don't know what, what it is you, you want to say. Look at, look at James chapter 1 verse 4. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking in nothing. Have full play and do a thorough work. Does that sound like maturity to you? Having full play and do a thorough work so that you may be people perfectly and fully developed. That sound like maturity with you? With no defects, and look what it says there, lacking nothing. Blessings can come from maturity, okay? Number eight, let me give you number eight. Blessings can come from unity. Say unity. Oh, man, unity. Being together, being united together. Not, it doesn't mean uniformity. doesn't mean we all look the same. doesn't mean, are you with me? Y'all don't want the same haircut I got, and you sure don't want the same suit I got. That, you know, that would be uniformity. But we want unity. We want us together for one common goal and one common purpose, and that's to advance the kingdom of God in the earth, to be able to change a culture for Christ. So let's look at a couple of scriptures. Psalms 133 is what it says. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forever. So look at this, what he says in verse 3, for there the Lord commanded blessing. Did he command it because the dew was coming down from Hermon? Or coming down on Mount Zion? No. Did he, did he command it because of, of it running off Aaron's beard? What was it when he says for there? What is there? What is that there? He's talking about unity. He says how good and pleasant it is for brothers to, well, to dwell together in what? Unity. unity. See, the devil comes to divide. Psst. Brother, did you know what? pastor did this the other day and he did that the other day and do you know what uh i don't know about all this other stuff but did you see this deal did you see that deal that that ain't unity brothers hello unity is when you say you know what seek god about it (laughs) are you with me you know what the enemy wants to bring division 
So that's why it's important to keep unity. Do we do everything right? Absolutely not. I'm first one to confess we don't do everything the perfect the way 200 people want it done. Come on, somebody. 200 people, 200 different decisions. People want it at different times. Are you with me? So, but we're going to do the best we can, and let's have some grace. Amen? You extend us grace, we extend you grace, and we dwell together in unity. And when we're dwelling together in unity, the Bible says, for the Lord commands a blessing. A home needs to have unity. And in a home, no different than a church, there has to be unity. And when there's unity, then guess what happens? The Lord commands a blessing. The Lord commands a blessing. Josh, when you're in unity in your home, the Lord commands a blessing. I want the Lord to command a blessing in my home because there's unity. How about your home? Somebody say unity. So if we're going to understand how the blessings of God come forth, then we need to realize that blessings come from unity. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, he said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Peacemakers, those that are, that, are, that are wanting to bring forth unity, they shall be called the sons of God. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 3. Let's look at verses 8 through 10. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. Man, I love that. Think about this. Let this scripture soak in a moment. That's why I think I put that on your notes. I hope I did. Because he says, to sum it all up, be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted. Are you with me? He says, humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil. See, some people say, well, that's what the Bible says. It does say that in the Old, in, in, in the old Testament. But Jesus said when he slaps you on one side of the cheek, you, you give him the other. Are you with me? Are you with me? You don't return evil for evil. Are you with me? That changed. And the people that say, well, no, we got to return evil for evil, that they've just read the old covenant, or they may not have read any covenant. Are you with me? The Old Testament. They, they just may have heard somebody say that, and they thought, well, that sounds good. That gives me a reason to fight back. Okay? So here's what it says. You were called for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. He says, don't give evil for evil. Don't give insult for insult. Well, you know what? Your mama wears combat boots. Well, you know what? Your mama's ugly. You know what I mean? I mean, and you go back and forth. And now, I mean, I would have never done that. <laughs> but you go back and forth and back and forth. And guess what happens? Sooner or later, somebody's come to duking it out. Are you with me? Right? Somebody's going to say something that somebody's really going to get offended out, and somebody's going to whip out and say, what'd you do? The guy said, I got a knife. And he said, well, good, you brought a knife to a gunfight. And now we're in trouble. But Jesus said, uh, he said for us to give a blessing to others. When they slap you on one side, you give them the other. When they drag you one mile, you go with them too. So Peter's reminding the church, he says, giving a blessing instead. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be something else? Somebody comes against you and you give them a blessing. I've gotten sideways with somebody. I've told some of you many times this, this story. Gotten sideways with somebody, business person and company that, that owns our hogs that are in our barn. And I was wrong. And, and I was wanting to give evil for evil. I was wanting to give insult for insult. I, I could match him. I could probably put a piece of paper down and match him problem for problem. And the Lord said, bless him. Went in and get, got a gift, took it in there, changed the whole dynamic of the situation. Okay? He says, you were called for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. 
I want to be able to inherit a blessing. Does that mean that I can't stand up for yourself? No, no, that doesn't mean you can't stand up for yourself. Hello? But I want you to understand this. I want you to look at this scripture and realize that unity makes a difference. You might be arguing about the carpet. We never had one discussion about, I don't like the carpet, or because nobody got to decide except for Shelly. Are you with me? Hello? There was one time we had a meeting. I remember, Chris, you were there. We had a meeting. We were talking about what deal, and we, we said, well, let's give everybody a chance to give their input. And there was, you know, 60, 80 people there, and they were trying to give their input. And Chris finally stood up and said, Pastor, what do you think? <laughs> I said, well, I, I believe this. And he was like, that's what we need to do. <laughs> because there was 60 or 80 different opinions. Hello? So we need to have unity. Say unity. See, unity is important. If we're going to receive the blessings of God, then we've got to have unity. James 3.16, it says, Where there is envying and strife, there is confusion, and the Bible says there is every evil work. Would you say this is disunity? Would you say this is strife? See, I want to stay out of the strife thing. I want to stay out of the strife thing. Are you with me? Because it says where there's envying. I, want, I, want, I don't want to envy somebody. Well, they got this big old ministry and they're doing this and they're doing that. I'm not going to envy them. That's what they're called to do. We're, we, I know what we're called to do. I know what we're called to do. Hello? Amen. So I don't have to worry about envying Jerry because, you know, he's got a four-wheeler and I don't have one. Are you with me? Are you with me? I don't, I don't have to get into the place of envy, envying Terry because Terry is like a craftsman. You know what I mean? Y'all ever seen Terry do anything and make something? I mean, it's, it's really amazing. You know, I don't have to get into envying that because mine may not always be straight and square. <laughs> I try to do a good job, you know, but, but he's gifted that way. Are you with me? I don't have to get into envying somebody else about something else because when there's envy and there's strife, the Bible says there is confusion. There is not just one evil work. There's every evil work. Isn't that what it says? There's confusion and every evil work. So let's have peace. Let's have unity. The Bible says let's make every effort to live in peace and be holy for I am holy. Make every effort to live in peace. So if you want to receive a blessing, I want to receive a blessing from God, then I need to do everything I can to do what? To maintain unity. Say unity. Unity. We're going to be able to look at unity. Okay, so let's take a look at number nine. Number nine, this one's going to be hard. Why don't you take just a minute and read that? It says, blessings come from blessing those who mistreat us. Blessings come from blessing those who mistreat us. Are you with me? Now, some of you got to be going, this cannot be God. There is, there is no way. Because when somebody mistreats you, what do you want to do? Just be real. You want to mistreat them back. Or you want to say, speak to the hand. Because the head is not listening. Are you with me? You want to do something that will bring revenge. Come on, y'all ain't all that holy. Come on now. Don't tell me you haven't had that thought. Don't tell me you haven't even probably carried it out. We We all have at times. But all I'm telling you, that if we want to receive the blessings from God... Now remember, we talked about being mature, right? 
When you begin to operate in maturity, then this, this principle you'll be able to apply. When you really begin to start getting mature, then you'll say, okay, them people have treated me bad. They talked bad about my mama. They talked bad about my daddy. They treated me bad. And, the, and I'm telling you that if we bless them, those that mistreat us, that the blessings of God will come. So let's take a look at some scriptures. First Peter chapter 3, let's look at verse 9. Nor returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. We read that scripture a little bit earlier. Give a blessing instead. Luke chapter 6, 28. It says in the King James Version, to bless them that curse you. Pray for those that spitefully use you. Have you ever felt used? If you haven't felt used, come to me. I'll tell you how you feel used. Because we've all felt used, there's no doubt. Whether we were or whether we weren't, we've felt that way. We may not have been legitimately used. That may not have been that person's motive. But we've all felt used. And, and this was the words of Jesus. Jesus says, bless them that curse you. That, and pray for them that spitefully use you. I think there's one version that says, bless them that, that curse you and say all sorts of evil about you. Are you with me? So we've got to understand that the blessings come. Romans chapter 12, verse 14, Paul says this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Bless and do not curse. Bless and do not curse. Remember the power of your words? You can speak a cursing over somebody or you can speak a blessing over somebody. It's powerful. Your words are powerful. You don't know how they are. Especially parents to their children. Especially parents to their children. You can pull forth the destiny out of them or you can bury it as deep as it can be buried. Are you with me? So if we're going to make decisions, make choices that bring the blessings of God, I know that I've, I've got to bless those that mistreat me. I've got to bless those that hurt me. Okay, let me give you another one. Where are we? Blessings come from those who are godly. Blessings come from those who are godly. Proverbs ten six it says, Blessings are on the head of the righteous, the godly people. Blessings. Proverbs 13, 21 said, Adversity pursues sinners, but righteousness rewarded with prosperity. Why do you think those that are not following God have all sorts of, well, adversity is a nice word, isn't it? Because the Bible says adversity is pursuing them. Now, if I come to Christ, am I going to have some difficult times? Absolutely. Is there going to be everything going to be just wonderful and great? Is he just going to wave a magic wand? God's not into magic. Hello? God is not into magic. I don't care if you call it white magic or black magic. Magic is magic and it is not God. It's not the God, Jehovah God. It's God, Satan, the God of this world. Are you with me? So don't, don't think that somebody's going to use white magic in the name of Jesus and it's going to be all right. It's not all right. And it's not coming from the spirit of the living God. It's coming from some demonic spirit. Well, look it up. Study it out for yourself. I don't know how I got into that. I know. Adversity pursues sinners. 
So if you're going to be in sin, then guess what? Your life's going to be hell. It's just going to be that way. That's just the way it is. But it says that the righteousness will be rewarded with prosperity. Now, what do you automatically think? We all, we do. But that's not what it means. It means everything. You're right. Absolutely. It means health. It means joy. It means peace. Anybody need some prosperity in the peace realm? Say amen. I need some prosperity in the peace realm, especially with everything else. So we have to understand that blessings come for you being a man or woman of God. Being a man or a woman of God, blessings will flow in your life. Can I get an amen? Let's talk about a, a, a man of God. Back in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, there was this, this is a lineage kind of deal. When you get into reading it, you're like, oh man. But in the middle of that, there have what we call the, the prayer of Jabez. That many years ago, we began to confess and believe these things. But it talks a little bit about Jabez. Let's just read a little bit about what, what Jabez uh, was about. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with pain. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Wow. Wouldn't you like to be like Jabez? First of all, it says Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Maybe he was seeking the hand of God more. I I don't know. It doesn't really explain that. But all I know is what what it does explain, that when he was more honorable than his brothers, and his brothers may not have had a relationship with God. I don't know. But it says, and God granted him what he requested. So don't you think there's a connection between being godly and saying God, and God granting what we request? Oh, come on. Are you with me here? I mean, it's just the way it flows. It's just a principle. If we want to receive the blessings of God, that's just the way it is. Another scripture is Galatians 6, 9. Let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't get discouraged and give up. Are y'all okay this morning? Is this getting deep for y'all here or what? Let me be transparent. Can I be transparent? There are times when you give your life to Christ. There are times that after you've made that decision that you question it. And there's times that you say, you know what, I'm trying to do what God's called me to do, or I'm trying uh, to be more like God, like we had talked about this morning. Shelly had said something about it. You try to be more like God, and there's times you want to quit. Can I get a witness on that? Is it just me, one, two, three of us? Anybody over here, four, five? There's times you want to quit. And there's times you're like, God, I've been doing good. I've been treating everybody with respect. I've been honest in my dealings. God, I've been trying to do some things, and this didn't happen, and that didn't happen, and that didn't happen, and that didn't happen, and you get frustrated. And you want to quit. You want to stop. Or you want to turn around and go back where you were before. And this scripture right here, he says, don't get tired of doing good. Oh, come on, somebody. Keep the pressure on. Keep the, do the right thing because it's the right thing. Can we not just do that? Can we do the right thing because it's the right thing and we know it's the right thing and leave the results to God 
Are you with me? So no matter what, when you're doing the right thing, he says, don't get tired of doing the right thing. For you are going to what? Be blessed, reap a harvest, however you want to call it. Be blessed, your ship's going to come in, your camels are going to come in, your boat's coming in, whatever it is, your harvest is coming in. These things are going to be coming in, and I'm telling you, it's going to be coming in because you're doing right. The blessings of God will flow in your life if you're doing right. So don't get tired of doing right, amen? I say instead of getting tired, get refueled in the things of God and just go at it again. I mean, it's just like, it's no different. Chris is a soccer coach. I mean, the kids might be tired at, 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 at halftime. And he'll say, look, I know, you're, I know you're tired, but you're doing a great job. Go ahead and go after it again. Deep down, what's in there? We've practiced hard. We've done these things. You can get it. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. And you go right back at it again, and you finish strong. I'm here to tell you, there are some of you that have wanted to stop, that have wanted to quit, that there's a word from God today saying, don't get tired. Don't get weary in well-doing. You may get weary but don't stop doing good begin to work through it get refueled get retooled and begin to move forward in the things of God can I get an amen Amen. come on somebody needs to give the Lord some praise in this house because that's we've all felt that way before he says you're if you stop you're not going to get your harvest of blessing if you stop your ship's not coming in if you stop you're going to stop the flow of what God's wanting to bring so don't stop turn your neighbor and say don't stop you don't stop you can't stop Let me give you another way to receive the blessings of God. Blessings come generationally. Blessings come generationally. In other words, things can be passed down from generation to generation. Shelly is receiving blessings of God on her life. Not all because she's really a godly woman. That's part of it. But she's receiving a generational blessing that came from her mother. Hello? And I know Gigi must not be feeling well, but she's 96 years old, and she's receiving a general, general blessing, generational blessing from Gigi, her grandmother. This blessing is flowing from Gigi to Virginia and Jerry to Shelly. Are you with me? To... Joel, to Rachel, are you with me? To Josh, oh come on somebody, to Josiah. See, so is is it important for me to do right? No, 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 no. Y'all getting this? See, what happens is when you become a believer in Christ, you, you can't be as selfish as you once were. Because what I do, can affect him yeah. or can affect his children Amen. or his grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So there's generational blessings. So I want to receive. And see, what happens is sometimes people don't want to know that, Otis, you're blessed because you had generational believers in your family. Are you with me? 
So you receive blessings and they want to make you feel guilty for, your, for the blessings that you're receiving because in a way you're thinking, I didn't do anything to receive these blessings. Are you with me? So sometimes we feel guilty because they're coming down on us and we're going, oh, I don't know if I can handle all these good things that are happening to me. You know what I mean? Oh, this is wonderful. But I don't know if I can handle all this stuff. And God, I really don't deserve it because I really didn't do anything for it. And God says there's a generational blessing that comes from your mother or your grandmother or your father or your grandfather or your great grandfather that's coming down and it's looking for a believer to land on. Oh, come on, somebody. It's looking for somebody that'll use it for the kingdom of God to land on. So all of a sudden it lands on and says, you're the one I've been looking for for all these years. You're the one that I've been looking for. And now the blessings begin to flow in your life. And don't tell anybody that, that why it is. You just say, you know what? I just receive it from the Lord. It's a blessing for God. Well, why are you getting it? Why are you getting it? You shouldn't, you don't deserve it. Yes, you do deserve it because you're a daughter of the most high God. Can I get an amen? Hello. There is, there's generational blessings coming down. Now, maybe you're like my family. I don't know of any generational blessings. My mom didn't serve God. My dad didn't serve God. I don't know about my grandparents if they served God. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to start with me today. Amen, amen. Oh, come on. Are you hearing me? I'm going to start with me today. Let the generational blessings flow on me now. Let it flow on you. So you can begin to look and somebody might prophesy to you that, you know, you got a grandmother. You got a grandmother that served the Lord, that she was part of the Lord, believed in God. And those blessings are coming upon you. Those blessings are wanting to overtake you. And you're thinking, whoa. Uh, What am I doing to get these blessings? They're just generational. Not all your blessings come from generational, but you can receive blessings from generational. Anybody want to receive blessings from generational? How about you? Are you willing to pass them on generational? You know what I mean? So start with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's going to start with you. He's going to start right here with you. So let's take a look at some generational blessings. Proverbs chapter 20, I think verse 7. The righteous man leads a blameless life Blessed are his children after him. Oh, isn't that a good, isn't that a good scripture? Blessed are his children after him. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. Say, I'm blessed. blessed. I mean, blessed. Blessed are his children after him. So there's generational things that can be passed down. Are you with me? So, so your, your, your mother and your father, your grandparents, you're going to receive generational blessings from them. Do you want to receive them or not? You like that, don't you? That's good, ain't it? That's good stuff. So she can receive generational blessings from you that you've received from your father and you've received from your family. Are you with me? So you can turn around and receive them. Not only you receive them, but girl, your, your children that come. I'm not prophesying children, right? You understand? I, I'm, you understand? Okay. But your children that will come because you have a desire to, to, you know, to have children sometime, long time down the road from now. You have a desire for that. They can receive those blessings. So you can receive those blessings, okay? So it says, blessed are his children after him. Psalms 112, verse 2 says, praise the Lord. How blessed, say blessed, blessed. is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. So that's why, why do you live for God? Because my generation will be blessed. Because I want, number one, I don't want to live without God. I don't want to die without knowing God. Let me say that again. I don't want to roll the dice or gamble or put on a roulette wheel or play a five-card stud game 
Are you with me? With my life and enter into eternity not knowing God. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a gambler. I might take chances at things. Are you with me? I'm not saying I'm a gambler. I don't want you to hear that, that, that I gamble. I'm talking about take chances. I might take a chance on something. Risk something. But I don't want to gamble going into eternity without knowing God. Even an atheist. You willing to take that? You want, you want to take that bet? What do you mean? You, you, you enter, into, enter into eternity without God? Well, I don't believe in God. Well, what about if there is one? Well, what about if there isn't? Well, that's fine if there isn't, but I know there is. But if you don't believe there is, and you enter in, and there isn't, you won't lose anything, will you? No. But if you enter into eternity, and you don't believe in God, and there is a God, you are in deep doo-doo. Can I say that in churches, y'all? Y'all okay over here? You okay? All right? Okay. Are you with me? Are you willing to take that risk? Not me. I'm not willing to take that risk. That's not a risk I'm going to take. It's not a chance that I'm going to get on. I didn't know if doo-doo, I had to look if doo-doo is in the Bible. So if we're going to receive the blessings of God, it's going to come through maturity. It's going to come through unity. It's going to come from blessing those that mistreat us. It's going to come from us being godly. It's going to come generational. And let me give you the last one. Blessings come from come as we are connected to spiritual leaders. Blessings come as you're connected to spiritual leaders. I receive blessings in my life because of my spiritual, my spiritual leaders above me. I receive blessings in my life. I have been able, God has allowed me, God has blessed me to be able to do some things that I probably would not have been able to do had I not been connected to the spiritual leadership. Deuteronomy 21.5 says, The Lord your God has chosen them, priests, to minister and pronounce blessings in the name of the Lord. He was talking about the Levitical priesthood in the Old Testament through, through Aaron and his sons. That was The Levitical priesthood was, was set up. And he says, God has chosen them, priests, to what? Minister and to pronounce a blessing. So I love it when Shelley says, let me just speak a blessing over you. See, some churches don't understand that. Some people don't understand that. But when you've got a man or a woman of God that stands up, that is a spiritual leader of you, and begins to pronounce a blessing over you, things rearrange in the spiritual realm. Y'all, anybody know T.D. Jakes? T.D. Jakes, man's name T.D. Jake. Guys, he got this big old Potter's House wheel thing in Dallas, right? Dallas. His his youth pastor came to a meeting we were in, and I got a chance to meet him. His name was Chris Hill, and the youth group runs over a thousand. And uh, and I, I asked him. I just went up to him and I said, "I know I know you don't know me, but would you will you pray a blessing over me?" And he knew the spiritual impact. And he did. He prayed a blessing over me. And I, I'm holding that up to God. You know, that, that's a spiritual leader. It was through one of the leaders that we were involved with. And he brought him in in his ministry. And he pronounced a spiritual blessing. 
over us. And it wasn't just for me. It was for everybody here, right? So there are, there are blessings from that. So this priest ministered, or according to the scripture, pronounced a blessings over me in the name of the Lord. Genesis fourteen eighteen. A couple more scriptures and we're done. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was a priest of God Most High. He blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. He gave him a tenth of all. Abraham received a tithe from, I mean, uh, Melchizedek received a tithe from Abraham. And he, he was a priest of God Most High. He was, you get into it, he was a shadow and type of Jesus. And he pronounced a blessing over him. I, I love to be able to receive a blessing. I love to be able to pronounce blessings. Let's look at Numbers 22 through 27. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way that you should bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall be so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So let's look at the principle. Here's the principle of the priesthood, the Levitical priesthood of Aaron and his sons to begin to pronounce a blessing upon the people of Israel. And then when the the blessing was pronounced upon the people of Israel, God says, I will bless them. All right? All right? So they pronounce the blessing, but where does the blessing come from? It comes from God. Are you with me? Okay. So is it all right if I pronounce this blessing over you? All right. If you want to receive this blessing, just stand up and let's just raise your hands to the Lord because I, I want to receive it for myself. All right. I'm going to say to you that the Lord will bless you and keep you. That the Lord will make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. That the Lord will lift, you, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Now I declare a blessing of peace to be upon your life right now. I declare that the situations and the circumstances that you are dealing with right now will be able to, to just kind of dissipate or you will have peace in the midst of that in Jesus' name. Now I declare that you receive this blessing today in the name of Jesus because we're children of Israel. If you're, if you're, you're, if you're born again, you become grafted in with Israel and you become a child of Israel. Come on. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise for this blessing. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can be seated. Hebrews thirteen seventeen says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who give an account. Let them do this with joy and not grief, for this would be unprofitable to you or for you. So, do, you do you understand how connected to the leaders this is? It says, obey your leaders. Now, we think in our Western mindset, obey means when he says jump, you say how high, right? But obey comes to submission. Obe- obeying comes with, with uh, submitting, meaning uh, you, you become in right alignment. Because the teacher, the student is not head over the teacher. Are you with me? It's coming in right alignment. Same way with the word submit. I would challenge some of you Bible study scholar folks to really take that word submit and study it. Because submit is not 
thump your tea glass and she brings you tea. Submitting is coming in right alignment like a, like a army. From the general to the sergeants to the troops. Are you with me? It's submission as in right alignment. That's, that's what that is. We submit and, and have right alignment. So he says, obey your leaders. This is hard for me to teach this. It would be better for me to have somebody else come in and teach this. But it says, submit to them because they keep watch over your souls. Those of you that are here, do you know that you're part of Living Word Fellowship? That there will be a day that I'll have to give an account for your soul. I will. Tatum won't have to give an account for your soul. But I will. I'll have to give an account for you. Oh, Lord. (laughs) But it's a very, I take this very seriously. Shelly and I take this very seriously. And he says, obey your leaders. Not so things will go good with your leaders, but what's it say? For if you don't, it would be unprofitable for who? You. Not me. See, we think it's the other way around. I'm going to give my teacher a hard time. And you know what? God says you give your teacher a hard time and you act up and you uh, disrespect them and they're in a leadership role, it's going to be unprofitable for you. So let's review, can we? Blessings come by faith. Blessings come to those who tithe. Blessings come through generosity, perseverance, our words, stewardship, maturity, unity. Blessings come from blessing those who mistreat us. Blessings come from those who are godly. Blessings come generationally. Blessings come as we are connected to spiritual leaders. In Deuteronomy 30, 19, he said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you today that you make a choice choose life or you choose death you choose blessing or you choose curses and it must be so important that he reiterated choose life choose life if you're here today and you might say you know this is all really good and i feel a little motivated and i want to receive those blessings from god and you're not born again you don't have a relationship with God, then all you're going to do is watch other people receive those blessings. 